This is Markin Out Out. Promotion called All Elite Wrestling. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for a second try to the Wednesday Night Wars presented by Marking Out, the ongoing battle for rating supremacy on Wednesday nights between NXT and AEW. My name is Chris, and you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Uh, collectively, we are marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We have another podcast covering the world of wrestling, uh, and that comes out on Saturdays. You can find that at Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out 11. Email us, marking out what at gmail.com. And we thank everybody for purchasing shirts this holiday season at Pro Wrestling Tees.com slash marking out. Um, I already introduced myself. I'm also here, Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And I, yourself? I'm doing great. And Dave's not here. But you can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Let's just jump right into it. As AEW did, we'll kick off with AEW. You start off hot. Tag team action. The Lucha Brothers pick up the win over Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Uh, afterwards, you see a little bit of a scuffle. You get Pac to come in as well. You know, solid tag team wrestling. Start off uh, AEW. What do you think, Brandon? I'm kind of annoyed by this whole uh, Hangman Page maybe feeling left out storyline. Okay. Why? Because it was announced that he was no longer with the Elite. And now I don't know if this is like I, – I, I think they did it like via the internet and via the – uh, being the elite internet show that they do yes that kenny is trying to show hangman page that he's like still in the elite like we're still friends etc blah 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 but for somebody like me who's not tuning into bte how am i supposed to know that that's what like on tv i heard them say adam page is no longer on in the elite and now he's tagging two weeks in a row with an elite member yeah no i understand i uh agree with you on that one. I guess they just want you to watch the YouTube show and they think that their like, entire if, fan base... If, if, if that's the case, if you're going to do storylines on there, air it on Dark. Air it on, on TV. Yeah, no, I Which agree. you also can't assume everybody watches AEW Dark. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not like they're, you know, touting it uh, every uh, five seconds. So... Right. Uh, next up, more tag team action. When Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Uh, the odd couple, you can say, pick up the victory over the Butcher and the Blade with the bunny at ringside. Um, this now sets up for the first AEW uh, Dynamite of 2020. It'll be Cody versus Darby Allen in their rematch from their Time of the Draw Fighter Fest. Um, again, solid tag team wrestling. I don't. How does it make sense that he's going to be facing Darby Allen again? I guess Darby Allen. Uh, like right, right now they're painting a picture that Cody Rhodes is like down on his luck or whatever, trying to find the right fit for a tag team partner, and now he's gonna face a 
tag team partner that he'd pick up the victory with. Yep. Like... I mean, the one thing you can say at this match, Butcher and the Blade, what a great tag team they are. Really fluid. You look like you're not going to say you're going to say they're terrible, right? Then, and I'm going to yell at you. Oh, I'm not going to say that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. There was one little off step that I saw during the match, and I don't quite remember what it was, but it but, was on the uh, Pepper Parks side. Hey, listen, calm down. <laughs> calm down, that Mark. I right? just I don't understand why Cody isn't like, hello, your brother. Like, he's actively like. That, Not actively wrestling, but he is actively wrestling because he appears. I know, but it's like you know what they trying to book all their top guys. I guess they're putting all their money again into the the big first show of 2020. That would have been a great idea if you had the Butcher and the Blade beat them again, and then they beat up Cody, and then Goldust or Dustin Rhodes comes out to make the save. That's more of a big match to me. Then, and then you have the Butcher and the Blade get their first loss. And rather than on, like, the last Dynamite of 2019, you want to start off at hot. Hey, these guys came into AEW. You know, they've run havoc all over Cody's lives, Cody's life, and now he's getting his brother to help him out. That's more of a storyline than, oh, hey, guess what? We're going to see this match. I went to a time limit draw. Yeah. Brotherhood versus Butcher and Blade. Yeah, a lot of bees. I, I do like the whole, like, trying to find a fit for a tag team partner. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, but they did it in the matter of what two weeks, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, next up, you have which off- it's still not to say that we're not going to see it continue after after the first show of twenty twenty. Yeah, but like after the, it's over now, it's like what are they, like they brought yeah, the they, like taking I, a break to to do a singles match. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But and a singles yeah. match that means nothing since. It doesn't matter because he's not in the division. They don't have a, a division title for that he could wrestle for. Yeah. I guess the ring is like their mid-card title right now, and MJF has it. Which I don't even know. There's no storyline furthering that even. Yeah, I know. It's the end of the year. They'll probably want to hype it back up at the beginning, but let's continue on real quick. Awesome Kong picks up the victory over a squash match, essentially. After a uh, again a not good promo, yeah, from Brandy Rhodes. Why didn't she like the promo? It, she she's not good. She talks like this. But that's I'm Brandy Rhodes. But that's the gimmick, and that's like the personality. I'm William Shatner. Maybe she wants. To, maybe she's. But Cody's a big Nobody uh, should fan. strive to be William Shatner when you're cutting a promo. I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with the promos. I just think they're awful. They're not good. And then, like, it, the the promo that they aired, um, I don't know if it was on AEW Dark and also last night, about how, who, the, who was she talking to? She Chris talk- Statlander That's or correct. something? About how, uh, no, because who was she talking about that they mentioned their husbands? I don't know. I forget that. Oh, man, because she brought up how she, yes, I mentioned my husband, but I've been married to him. Oh, oh man! And I know who this was. And, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm I, I blanking on that. I know you're talking that. about too. I have no idea why I'm blanking on that. Who were the couples? I don't know. Let's just let's just continue on. Uh, Jim Ross, nice little sit down interview with Jungle Boy, which then led into a match where Jungle Boy survived. He survived the ten minutes with Chris Jericho. Good for Jungle Boy. I mean. Yeah. I like this match. It was nice of them to put uh, Jungle Boy in that spot. That 
the the whole like video package beforehand really like helps sell it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the aftermath of it because I don't get why Jericho has the authority to tell Justin Roberts to give five more minutes. Like, why does Justin Roberts have that authority? Because he's the champion and he could do what he wants. I don't know. And then the, the they didn't even have the whole the five minutes after that didn't even happen. Yeah. Jericho walked away. And then what's the end what's the outcome of that match? Jungle Boy wins or what? It's I just a no contest. It's a no contest. I don't know. But maybe maybe it'll be Jungle Boy versus uh Jericho at the what are they calling it? Revolution? Resolution? New Year's Revolution. I don't know what that pay-per-view is called, but... Um, I think it's called Revolution. Maybe. It's in Chicago, of course. They should just have all their shows in Chicago. Just say, hey, um, guess what? Long Island, New York, we're not coming your way ever. Yeah, I did. I tweeted Cody, and he didn't answer me, of course. But of course he didn't. I, I, I see him like answer fans here and there, so I figured I'd give it a shot. Like, Is it going to be the, the latter, or what? Is it, it going to come? Is it going to happen? Yeah. I gotta um, do. I gotta. It's revolution, by the way, and it's definitely gonna bother me as to why I can't think of who that Brandy Rhodes promo was. And about. you know, the second we stop hitting record, a hundred percent, yeah, hundred ten percent. You have a new number one contender for the AEW Women's Title as Chris Statlander continues her rise of glory in AEW and defeats the Doctor Britt Baker. Love the end of this. She had the lockjaw uh, in, and she that's just. Who. What? <laughs> it's Britt Baker. Oh, that's who it was. <laughs> Which, that's by right. the way, I don't think I've ever heard Britt Baker bring up Adam Cole ever. It's just it's always, always been the everyone else. It's always everyone else. It's Brandy Rhodes. It's Jim Ross. Maybe it's Excalibur. Yeah, maybe not Jim Ross, but everyone else is bringing up Adam Cole, not Britt Baker. Yes, I've been married to my husband. Yeah, but anyway, this match. Um, I thought the ending was awesome. Lockjaw powers out of it, hits the Big Bang. So cool. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that Hikaru Shida could lose the number one contendership <laughs> when she's not being booked. You're still talking about this two weeks later. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. How could somebody lose their, their contendership when she's not even being booked? Just because the ranking changes? That makes no sense. Like, who decides I, who, who sets the title match when the title match is? Well, it's I think it's happening at the first AEW uh, Dynamite of, of 2020. And who, who would you see? That? I'm I'm what? perfectly fine. I, I said, who sets that? Like, I'm perfectly fine with Statlander being in the position that she is in. Yeah, come on, Long Island represent. Yes, a hundred percent. And also, I mean, even if she wasn't from Long Island, she's she's, she's incredible. Not, she's an alien. Ring. Right, she's from alien. She's from I don't even know alienism. Yeah, <laughs> that's so stupid. But uh, but even if she wasn't from Long Island, that's like I would still cheer for her, cheer for her because she's good. But she's I good. Don't, she has something different. But I don't understand how you could lose a contendership without ever even wrestling. Like it, it makes no sense because every week, like the storyline for the women seemed to be like, oh, let's have one person sit in the crowd and watch the match. But everybody should be striving to be in that ring, and I don't see that happening. Nobody's, like, pushing, like, I want a match, damn it. I don't want to lose my contendership, damn it. Well, then why don't you go to Tony Khan and start booking yes, stuff? Yes, I'll go to that right after I get uh, Stone Cold Stunner on Sean Spears. Yeah, uh, and speaking of Sean Spears, he had a little backstage uh, promo with him and Tully Blanchard. 
yeah. after this. <laughs> that what? I don't I don't know. Tully's just not doing it for me. Okay, a lot of, a lot of things don't do it for you, Brandon. That's true. Uh, after this, you have your big main event where SCU pick up the surprising victory over the Young Bucks, which I I was uh, surprised with because I thought the Young Bucks were going to win their tag team titles back. But uh, the bigger story after this was the fact that the Dark Order kind of made their reemergence and not only attacked the Bucks, but have had some new members join them, and that being Alex Reynolds and John Silver. They are now creepers. Yeah. What are you gonna say about this? No, I well, I know a lot of people are like tearing this segment apart because it's like, how do you end the last show of 2019 with what they're everybody's calling jobbers? Building new stars. To me, it is building new stars. Like out of this episode, I'm also sort of impact. If this episode of Dynamite. <laughs> Um, I think Jungle Boy was pushed big time into a stardom mm-hmm. sort of light. Uh, so was Chris Statlander, and so was Alex and Johnny. Yeah, we need more. Long I mean, represent. Yeah, so I definitely I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, which I could be completely biased on due to how many years we've known and seen them wrestle, or I don't know. But I know a lot of people weren't happy with that. And I think I just I, I guess because even more so everybody else like ran down every big star of AEW were getting got by the, the new order, the dark order, I mean. Yeah. Like what was it? Kenny Omega tried to save them, I believe. If That's I'm correct. not mistaken. I think yes. Dustin tried to make the save. Yeah. And this is building up not only Johnny and Alex, but also building up the Dark Order as well. I The one thing I ultimately didn't like from this was them putting on the masks. Why? Because we've then seen they, the masks before. But, Allegedly, we've seen the masks before. <laughs> I like the fact that I would like for them to stand out. I, I understand that their masks aren't the same mask color as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it's still in a crowd of maybe 30 people, 20 people to spot two purple out of green is, I think, more difficult than maybe just them have not like having the mask. New tights and stuff like that for the next event. I would just I just I would prefer to for them to not be masked. Give the I mean, we already seen their faces. Yeah. It's yeah. not like Stu Grayson has his uh, has a mask. Yeah, not anymore, at least. So let them let them paint their faces or something else. Yeah, cool. Let, let them get a streak. Okay, let's but get yeah, on to NXT. let's get on to NXT because you started that show off super hot with Adam Cole picking up the victory and holding on to his NXT championship against Finn Balor with the help of Johnny Gargano, who, Mr. as I said to Brandon in uh, on private text yesterday, <laughs> he finally got a big boy haircut. He doesn't have that emo lock anymore. Which I think uh I think uh they might be able to I get think, that I think, haircut. I think, I yeah, think, I don't know why uh, I said I think uh twice. I think uh that he might be able to uh get that haircut in two K twenty via some workarounds. Oh yeah? Yeah, there's some sort of like 
not a hack or something, but if you do something the right way, the hairstyle changes. Oh, really? To take, it, like, takes off the hairstyle and you're left with just, like, the texture on their scalp. Mm. So it works for people like Finn Balor who have a new haircut. I guess now Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Sick Daniel Bryan. Uh, but you guys talk about that on Marking Out this week. Um, yeah. I thought this match was spectacular. Yeah, a lot, big... A lot of falsies. Uh, big, big match to start the the... Th- this episode with yeah but rightfully so because you know you had your nxt women's title match too it's like but which one was going to headline did you think that finn Balor was going to win the nxt championship um, on, a t- on a on a on a nxt what what it's just called nxt so, yeah i, I didn't i did not think there were points where i thought okay maybe but i ultimately i wasn't thinking that Balor was going to walk away as champion yeah. I think I think that could happen if it does happen in like February. Okay. At that standalone uh, NXT show. Yeah. Although yeah. I have well, because we don't even know what's what's happening because I mean the next thing elimination is chamber that match. I mean that month. I assume. Yeah. So we don't know if there's going to be a chamber match for NXT people. Probably not. Absolutely not. Um, you're, you're, Brandon has been putting NXT on a pedestal for the past couple of days. Now he's, he's saying it's, that no, no, uh, it's not for the past couple of days. It's since 2012. Well, maybe? now he's saying that NXT, <laughs> the NXT championship match is going to headline WrestleMania this year. Not is. I think it should. Like if okay, so we'll bring it up now. I guess there's rumors that Edge has come back or signed to to be an active member of the roster. That's been like months of like rumors, but. There's even more like solid internet gimmick dirt sheet news site proof. Where is this? Edge, Where is this? Give me it's on sources. every news site. I don't see it on WrestleZone. I haven't seen it on WrestleZone well, I, at all. I don't know. I don't know if it's on WrestleZone. I've seen it on Wrestling Inc. I've seen it on um, oh, what's the other one? I don't know what the other one is called, but uh, Wrestling Observer, Liar I believe. I don't know. I believe the Liar Observer. Liar Pants on Fire Zone. But. Regardless, which is one pro wrestling com slash mark and out. Uh, if that were to happen, I think it would completely make NXT as like they had a huge win at Survivor Series. I don't know what they there was still really no explanation as to why Becky Lynch attacked Shayna Baszler after that, unless that leads Shayna Baszler. I'll get to that later, but. They had a huge Survivor Series victory there. So that, like, bumps them up a level. But people are still referring to them as developmental. So if Edge comes back, I think it would be really cool if he won the Royal Rumble. And even cooler, I think it would be in the same spot that he won it in 2010. And then went on, people are like, oh, who are you going to challenge? Raw, who are you going to go to challenge? SmackDown, blah, blah, blah. And and eventually, like three weeks in, he's like, no. He, boom, randomly shows up Wednesday night. Adam Cole, I want you. And then that edge, when he won the Royal Rumble, did not get to close WrestleMania. Edge, when he had to retire the year after, did or it wasn't the year after, maybe two years after, he did not close WrestleMania. So maybe he comes back and gets to actually close out WrestleMania with NXT with that championship on the line. It not only 
pushes Adam Cole to like superstardom or superstardom. <laughs> Couldn't resist. It also solidifies NXT. I think NXT solidified. I yeah, the, an, an NXT an NXT championship match will never headline a WrestleMania. Mm. Mm. Women's match will never headline WrestleMania. That's and different. then it happened. Well, That's I don't different, know, man. You never know. You honestly never know if they want to. If they want that brand to be like looked at as Raw and SmackDown, you close with NXT. Yeah, but I don't think you have to get them out of full sale first for them to be on the same. I don't. I don't think you have to. I think. And in do. fact, I still think Raw and SmackDown. I think they'd be beneficial for them to go down to a studio and then host pay per views at You're big arenas. So silly. You're being um, so silly. Let's continue on with this. Uh, put a pin in that. You can talk to Dave about that this week. I'm marking out. Damian Priest picks up a big victory over Killian Dane. Hits the reckoning for the win, the crossroads, whatever you want to call it. Call it potato, call it potato. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, see anything wrong with his crossroads. No, I don't see anything wrong with it either. I thought it was perfect. Um, David texted me and said he wants he wishes Damian Priest would be in a tag team with Corbin. Okay, that would be a pretty cool tag team. <laughs> they both have fire in their entrance was one of their one of his reasonings. Okay. I mean I think it would be a pretty good good big guy tag team. Yeah, it'd be uh, an interesting pairing. Yeah. Two totally different characters, but it'd certainly uh, but be you, an you, interesting But pairing. now they're two like, totally different characters. When Baron Corbin came up, he was kind of that lone wolf, heavy metal looking guy. Same kind of gimmick as uh, Damian Priest. So it could work if you kind of transition Baron Corbin back to that. He's a fall from grace from being the king and whatnot. So. Well, I mean, Next. well, that, that'd be in the future, I guess, yeah. If you unless uh, unless nothing happens for for Corbin in these next few weeks and 2020 starts off rough for him, maybe uh, I definitely don't see this happening. But I would like to see some main roster guys compete for the Dusty Classic. I think that'd be cool. Now that they announced that, yeah, but they definitely have tag teams within NXT that they haven't brought up yet that they can throw in this thing. But I, there, there also has to be like those random. I feel like every Dusty Classic has had like a random pairing. Yeah, you get team. Forgotten Sons in there. I mean, Maybe the first, bring... the first winners were, um, were Samoa Ballard. Joe and Finn Balor. Yeah. So you, you have uh, the Forgotten Sons. You have three point um, You put some guys together from the Cruiserweight division. Maybe have Imperium step up in there in the Dusty Classic. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, next, King up, Corbin and Damian Priest. There you go. Next up, Cameron Grimes picked up a big victory over Kushida. Got his top hat back. Uh, nice, hard-hitting, fast-paced match right here. No complaints about this one. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Kushida to lose here. Neither was I. Neither was I. Um, what you could say next up was essentially a squash match, which Iro, Iro Shirai, Io Shirai picking up the victory over Santana Garrett. Uh, Brandon wanted everybody to know that Santana Garrett is a second-generation wrestler. Well, because, I mean, they were mentioning other accolades of hers, so I don't know if they, they're going to ever an- announce that since her father didn't, like, make it. I guess, not make it, but... Do anything big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your next big NXT event up is... Uh, and also, Co- I, don't, I don't think Collide. this is like a... I don't think that's like an actual squash match. Yeah, it was, what, was less of a segment. I mean, Santana Garrett got a lot of moves, a lot of offense in there. 
I know, but still, it wasn't even over. It, as I said, it wasn't. You're, we're we're used to like normal matches these days being like a one commercial break or two commercial break. That was everything within a commercial break, and they had time to play advertisements in there for other things going on. I, I okay. think, yeah. So that's why I think it was pretty much a squash match. Um, but as, as I said, commercial for Worlds Collide. Next up, you had Pete Dunn pick over the pick up the victory. Over Travis Banks hits the bitter end for the win. What do you think Pete Dunn's role is going to be in this next Worlds Collide uh, thing? Uh, I don't know. Like, you think it's I don't know what Walter, is maybe? what is the winner? What does the winner get? I, bragging rights? I don't know. Because I mean, it'd be pretty big for him to go on and win this. Win the whole Worlds Collide thing? No, but he yeah. win his match respectably. No, I'm just saying in general, like to win the actual tournament. I don't think it's a tournament. It's it's not. Wasn't the I, last time? No, it was just Matt. They just put a bunch of matches together. Oh yeah, it was just a bunch of matches and a battle royal. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes uh, from I'm there. Just, I'm just happy it's live this year. Yeah. Last well, year it was super confusing trying to watch it. Because they were airing it at weird times, if I remember correctly. And then they filmed stuff and released it out of order, I think. And it got super confusing for me. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you on that. I remember it being confusing. I just stopped watching it because I just didn't care. I'm like, all right, is that a, was that order? There's like five different events. Nah, not for me. Sorry. I, I wonder what the, uh, the ticket sales are like for that. Because it's Probably. not an NXT takeover, but you have both. NXT yeah. and NXT UK brands. But there. you have to remember too, there's, you know, fifty something thousand people looking for something to do the Saturday before the Royal, uh the Royal Rumble. Perfect thing to do. Also, know, that's like, pretty insane because on an event like that we're used to like a takeover NXT. event where we're used to five matches or so. Yeah. Here it, we have no idea like the last Worlds Collides was uh, I like a ridiculous amount of matches, I think. Yeah, way too many. Way too many. Uh, that's like to... what I'm saying is like how many, like are we just going to get five matches? I don't know. Let's cross that bridge once we get there. And let's talk about your main event of the evening. Um, It was, we have a new NXT Women's Champion. With uh, Rhea Ripley dethroning Shayna Baszler. And becoming your new NXT Women's Champion. Did you think this was shocking? No, not at all. I didn't think this was shocking in the least bit. Neither did I. David said shocking or surprising, and I was like, what was? They've hyped her up so much. And, like, I think Bully Ray said it today. Like, if you want to make a star, this is the way you make a star. Because, like, this kind of solidified her in NXT instead of just being like, oh, yeah, she got a bunch of really good hype. Yeah, she she dethroned Shayna Baszler's 416 day championship reign. Shayna Baszler did incredible work for that championship. Yeah, made the championship have meaning. Not that the prior champions did not, but the women's division was sort of lacking. Well, there was that whole transition when, like, that whole group of like your Beckys, your Bailey's, your Sasha's. Uh, your Oscars, all of them left for NXT, and like it was kind of like you kind of had to rebuild that division from the ground up, and you did the right thing by and, and your Kyrie Sains went up, and 
a better person to do it than Shayna Baszler. You know, everybody was like, oh, yeah, she'll just be a cup of coffee in NXT. Then she's going up to the main roster. She did work. She did a lot of work in that in that division. And every opponent that she faced that held the championship are they're all up on the main roster now. Yeah. Ember Moon is up on the main roster and Kyrie Sane's on the main roster. Yeah. For sure. Um, I thought this and, match was great. I loved the ending. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like there was no dives. There was not this, that, and other thing. There was a couple big bumps. But, like, they told a really good story in here. Yeah. And I liked her hitting the uh, the, the sit-out powerbomb from the middle rope. The super riptide? Yeah, the riptide. Avalanche riptide? They were calling it two different things. Well, see, that's the thing. I I think an avalanche move would be from the top rope, but they don't always call it like that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, then she gets the mosh pit celebration with everybody in the ring afterwards. I loved uh, Rick, uh, whatever. I think some people call him Rick Bugenhagen. He's Rick Boogs. Yeah, I don't really know how to say his name. Rick Boogs, because you go on the Boogs cruise. I saw Candice. Yeah, everybody's in there getting the hype. So awesome. And then what what else like who did they invite in like just random fans? I don't know. A bunch of marks. I think I saw a Brock Lesnar guy in there in the background. Tied up guy. <laughs> I, thought uh, were, I thought you would make a joke and say I thought I saw Brock Lesnar in the ring. Or the CM Punk kid that uh you know was on the uh Northeastern Indies. I saw oh, them all wait. hanging out in the ring. Wait, was he legit there? No. He wasn't oh. There. <laughs> imagine though. I I could imagine. But yeah, so awesome NXT start to finish. No, no filler, all killer. There was some forty-one album, um, and it showed the ratings because NXT defeated AEW in the, in the ratings by almost a hundred thousand people. That's crazy. Maybe over a hundred thousand. I think it was just over a hundred thousand. Don't cool. Don't allegedly it was over a hundred thousand. But I mean, it's. But next week, you're going to get a, a taped NXT show, but they're putting some stock into there. We're having a great uh, tag team match. And Roderick Strong's open challenge. And next week's nothing for AEW. Yeah, I think next it, week I think, is... Um, I think the next two. two weeks for them are nothing. Oh, yeah. It's the last... Yeah, that's it. There's no... There's no uh, There's no NXT on New Year's Day. Yeah. Is there? No, no. There's know. NXT on New Year's Day. There's no... I don't know if there's AEW on New Year's Day. I don't know when the next show is, but we maybe we don't have to do a show next week. But well, I mean, there is there is an NXT show. That's that I know. Yeah, but that's not a war. Yeah, that's not a war. I I feel like this whole it's war weird. now is kind of more on the side of the fans than it is even the um than the two companies themselves. Because you get it's it's gonna go back and forth. It's not gonna be. There's no real war here, per se. Right. I think it's more of the fans m- making the war. What's interesting about next week's uh, show is that I think they already taped two matches that are supposed to air for it. Yes, they did. Like last week and then this week. So I don't know if they're gonna be taping Keith Lee and Leo Rush versus. Uh, Damian Priest and Tony Nice. Oh, look at that. Priest and Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
Um, I don't know if they're going to be taping that during SmackDown or like after SmackDown because I don't think there's a 205 Live this week. Oh, no? I think this week and next week are best ofs, but I'm not positive. I don't know either. I'm not too sure. So It would be nice uh, if they released like a holiday schedule with what's ever like what is everything. Yeah, usually happening. wasn't it like the week before and week before Christmas. It wasn't like WWE week like last year. I'm when is not tribute to the sure troops? that they're not even airing that. Oh, that stinks. I don't even I don't know why they're not airing that. That's always like the most important gimmick of the year. Yeah. I know Hawkins and Ryder got a loss on that card. Hey, listen, but they still wrestled. They defeated. Uh, I mean, they lost the lost to the Street Profits, I believe. Isn't Montez Ford a uh, former Marine or? Army I'm member? not sure. I'm not sure. But regardless, that is this week's episode of the Monday Wednesday Night Wars. NXT comes out on top in the ratings. I feel NXT came out top. Brandon always feels like NXT came out on top. <laughs> I really do. Unless you're an AEW fan, like. Even when NXT does come out on top, they're like, no, that's not true. We won the demographics. Yeah, no, but apparently, allegedly, NXT won the the demographics as well. I saw somebody make a joke saying, yeah, but we won the, the left-handed demographics that, or the, the demographics that drink coffee with our left hands. And I thought God, that was funny. That, reach- that was clearly a joke. Yeah, but the, no, knowing those AEW fans, I have four computers, three TVs, and an iPad set up <laughs> in my basement right now. I'm going to beat the ratings myself. Put a bunch of marks. So, yeah, until uh, – I don't know if we'll do a show next week because uh, there's no war or maybe the week after. But listen to Mark It Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Um, Facebook.com slash Mark It Out. Twitter.com slash Mark It Out. Instagram and YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Nope. Uh, yep. MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And until next week, we wish you the best, best of luck in your future, in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fan.